Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Matt, I have some wow news for you. Mostly sipping that tea, but that's a later story. This currently, Blizzard Mobile Games, weird, let's see. And Embracer Group buying up more things, yeah. Possibly Sony getting things snapped out from underneath them. I'm not surprised. (laughs) Sony takes 18 years to make a purchase. That's true. Embracer Group goes gimme. And then they has. Then they drop bank. They back up up the Brinks truck. I was going to say the exact same thing. (laughs) Back up that Brinks truck. Uh, Gamers 2 Podcast, your weekly roundup of news and commentary related to the video game industry and anything else that piques our interest. And you have to deal with it. But for right now, that includes new releases such as Wildcat Gun Machine for the PC, PlayStation, Xbox, and Switch. Uh, Number two, the best month ever for the PC, PlayStation, Xbox, and Switch. Number three, Trek to Yomi for the PC, PlayStation, and Xbox. That one looked interesting. That was the Samurai one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I believe also Devolver Digital. Yeah, I think that was at PAX. It was. Number four, Warhammer 40K, Chaos Gate, Damon Hunter's PC. We're getting a little ridiculous with the names. Warhammer's getting ridiculous. Oh, yeah. Just in general. And number five, Crowns and Pawns, Kingdom of Deceit for the PC. That's a good name. Kingdom of Deceit? Yeah. I would name my guild that. That would that's another good one. Honestly, between that and Dead Albatross. God, I should just I should start just, making a list. I should just start making guilds. Just reserving names across random characters. I had that thought when we were downstairs talking about it, where like if you just had like random idle guilds on different servers and they could just start like you know, when you when you dead dead Albatross a guild. You can just like take the remnants of it and be like, "All right, just well, yeah, just move everything into that into that guild." Just yeah, yeah, there you go. Collect another one of the dead albatrosses. Yeah. Add you to my list. So my that's funny. Uh, I like the idea because so my mage on Zolchin is guildless, mm-hmm. and I get hit up all the time when I'm playing it because at, when guild recruiters in air quotes are doing their thing, they usually just search for anybody not in a guild and then spam invite or mess- message them, and you could turn it off. I've just is never... there a benefit to having a shit ton of people in your guild? Or other, is it just other like than just being able to have people? No, it, not really. Yeah, so it's just like throwing shit at the wall and seeing what sticks. Yeah, usually the ones that care about like population going to starting areas and rip, rip. 
some people do it like they'll for they'll sort by level sixty and then just see who doesn't have a guild and go from there. Um, I could turn it off, but let's be honest, I kind of like the attention every now and then. Somebody reaching out randomly, yeah. That's fair. But then I every time go. That's yeah. every dating app for a female, exactly. But every t- every time I get the invite, I go, "Come get the hell away from me!" <laughs> <laughs> I react exactly like a female on a dating app. Like, why? Why there did you is. think I wanted to talk to you? No, there it is. Get away, ladies. From me. Dating apps, men. Wow, <laughs> Nate specifically <laughs> in not a guild. Um, but I should just make the, a guild for him called like Dead Albatross or something. Yeah, yeah. Kingdom of Deceit is a good one. That is a good one. And then it was just being everybody backstabbing each other the entire time. <laughs> you call it Kingdom of Deceit, and it turns out to be like the friendliest, nicest group of people. But always only to your face. No one would ever say anything bad to each other, except in the shadows. <laughs> uh. Oh, let's see here. I forgot to break up number one, so that's a long one. That means number one is you. You is number one. Woo woo, shit on Activision Blizzard. Hey, uh, we make money doing that. <laughs> we don't make <laughs> any money. As per tradition, we have a plethora of Activision Blizzard news. Most of it not good. Former Blizzard Versailles employees. Man, have... do you remember that? I don't, but I, I remember the name. But I don't remember anything else about it. That's all that matters. Uh, where was I? I'm like congested now. All of a sudden, they have won. Uh, they won. Uh, the, an appeal case against the late studio. The court invalidated the redundancies that led to the closure of the branch in 2020, and now the former employees are potentially entitled to further compensations. Interesting. Good for them. A new National Labor Relations Board complaint was filed against Activision Blizzard, which alleges that employees were threatened for discussing wages and working conditions at the company. Always a fun one to watch that happen. That's always like every major company. Uh, yeah, I mean, that happened in our break room when, yep. we were, when we were together. We didn't get threatened, to be clear about that. Yeah, no. But I did have the head of HR pop her head back in and say, you can't talk about that. And I looked at her and said, watch me. <laughs> It's a wonder her and I didn't like each other. <laughs> Actually, I think I can talk about that. I was like, yeah, go you, fuck yourself. You, you can't stop me. <laughs> uh, New York State seems to be the next in line to attack Activision Blizzard, beating that dead horse. Uh, New York is proposing that Activision Blizzard prepare a report on how it's handling abuse, harassment, and discrimination within its ranks. But the publisher has urged its shareholders to vote against this. The report would be expected to disclose the following. Total number of disputes settled by the company and the amount of money spent doing so. Progress towards reducing the average amount of time taken to resolve such complaints, either internally through or through litigation. Total number of pending complaints regarding sexual harassment or sexual abuse, harassment, and or discrimination. And or discrimination, I guess. Uh, amount of hours worked and pay issued as required by the California Department of Fair Employment and Housing. Uh, Activision Blizzard's board of directors told shareholders, quote, While the board appreciates hearing the perspectives of our shareholders, we do not believe this proposal is in the best interests of the company or its shareholders. That's talking about the New York wanting them to make that report. So, so surprise, surprise, they don't want to do it. 
Uh, the New York City Employees Retirement System and Pension Funds have filed suit against Activision Blizzard over its planned sale to Microsoft. They are accusing CEO Bobby Kotick of hurrying the sale to avoid fallout from Activision Blizzard's many problems. And they also said he was, quote, unfit to the, do the, to negotiate the deal. Ah, where have I heard that before? Hmm. I would like to make a vote of no confidence <laughs> in the new chancellor. Uh, and finally, Blizzard has recruited Jessica uh, Martinez uh, to the newly created position of Vice President Head of Culture. Martinez spent more than 14 years at the Walt Disney Company and various senior roles focused on strategy, communications, and employee experience. All right. Last one's a good thing. Yeah. I mean, uh, I think. Wasn't there recently a thing that came out about Disney treating their employees like crap? Well, yeah, but that comes out all the time. Yeah, that's true. I'm just saying, like, it's it's a good uh, PR step to create that position to it, it to at least in theory attempt something. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it'll turn around eventually. Kind of is a little bit, but but yeah, I we'll I get the the publisher developer whatever you want to go with because I guess they're technically both um, not wanting that report to come out. I understand that. Also, it's weird to me. I understand why New York City is angry. But at the same time, those I think those things contradict each other. Them wanting that report. And them then saying that, well, they shouldn't sell. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's like, a, like I, in order to resolve the issue, you do not want them to have control anymore. You need them out. The um, New York State was the ones that wanted the report, and then the New York City Pension Fund was the one that are suing them. Yeah, New York so City Pension Fund, known for its its real ethical practices for years. <laughs> yeah, well, New York State, probably you could lop them in there, too. Yeah, they they haven't ever had a, a weird, giant discrimination issue, or, I don't know, the whole 9-11 firefighter fund. Like, you know, they've had great track records. Or uh, a governor who was accused of sexual harassment and had to... Two governors? Yeah, I think. What was Wiener? He wasn't a governor, but he was like uh, some higher up person. Attorney Congressman? General or something? I don't know. I don't know, yeah. Spitzer. Wiener and Spitzer. Man, can you have... <laughs> Killing it, New York. Killing it. <sighs> and that's not even including all of the uh, congressmen, state congress people that were uh, charged and convicted of corruption in the past, like, five years. Added to the list. But hey, hey, hey. We're not talking about us. We're talking about Blizzard. (laughs) Stop looking at me like that. Uh, Number two. Let's do some fun Activision Blizzard news. Blizzard has revealed its new Warcraft mobile game, Warcraft Arclight Rumble. Warcraft Arclight Rumble is a free-to-play action strategy mobile game that seems like a traditional Warcraft strategy game with a Hearthstone-looking tower defense twist. In it, players will choose from one of five types of leaders taken from Warcraft lore to command their troops, or minis for minifigures, in battle. 
Players will be able to play in PvE and PvP modes, earning gold to deploy more powerful minions to complete objectives like defeating a raid boss. So I'm assuming they released some trailer or video. Yeah, there's little like clips around and there's stills and stuff like that. I didn't watch it, haven't really looked much into it. Read the description and said, oh, Tower Defense, I'm kind of interested. I'm intrigued. I like Tower Defense games. This has a more staying potential for me on mobile than like Hearthstone does on mobile. Hearthstone I enjoy, but it's it's a deck building game, so I only enjoy it for like a week and then I gotta move on. Yeah. Magic's the only thing I've ever played digitally for like a month at a time. Um But this I'm like, oh man. Pooping. It's gonna be great. Drop those trousers, True. go about your day, and then just start playing Warcraft mini game. Eating up that time. Once that uh, they didn't they didn't no. talk about release date. Nope. No. You can pre-register now though, and I have pre-registered twice. Twice. Oh my god. Pre-registered once in the Battle.net app on my PC, and then pre-registered on my phone on the Play Store. I don't think it matters if I do it twice, but I did it anyway. Yeah. Cover your bases. All of them. All of your bases. Speaking of all of your bases, Chinese publisher NetEase Games has established their first internal studio based in America. I don't think that's how internal works. Never mind. <laughs> I don't know. China, I guess America. Yeah. I think it's Depends like, on who you ask, I guess. I guess the idea is it's like their wholly owned controlled studio. Well, let's talk about the next word you're about to say. I know, right? It's kind I of know. conflicting. Oh. Uh, Jackalope Games <laughs> will be focused on online multiplayer games for PC and console. It will operate independently with creative autonomy. And the first project will be fully funded by NetEase. Jackalope Games is based in Austin, Texas, although it will allow employees to work remotely from anywhere in the world and will be led by Jack Emmert, an experienced MMO developer. Two things. Two. One, work remote from anywhere in the world. Great move. Two, <laughs> Jackalope Games. That's a good one. I need to see the logo. I didn't think about that. And it needs to be shirt slash hat worthy. Jackalope Games. That's a good one. Net ease with that China money. In America. Allowing people to work anywhere from the world. Like China. That's what I thought. I was like, <laughs> is this just like a cover? <laughs> Usually we call those offshore bank accounts. <laughs> <laughs> offshore game studios. Listen, you guys can do whatever you want. You're based in Texas. Hire people from wherever you want. Like China. <laughs> just said through gritted teeth, just staring at them. Like, do you get the hint we're allowing you to have? <laughs> Only China. <laughs> Number four, Netflix has announced the launch of Relic Hunters Rebels for mobile devices. Developed by game studio Rogue Snail. Good name. Another yeah, good not name. Not bad. Not bad. 
its CEO, Mark Venturelli, Venturelli, explained that the choice to release the game exclusively with the streaming platform was in part due to monetization. Quote, the idea that we could make games without worrying about monetization was also very compelling, as it allows us to focus on just making a fun game without having to worry about how to pay our bills, end quote. Hey, it's the beginning of we see. We see if these have any stick and value. Yeah, I don't know. It's hard to. I'm like biased. I'm so biased. I can't even like look at mobile games objectively. Like I'm pretty good at like trying to and staying objective on a lot of things. But like mobile games, I just can't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just can't do it. Yeah, yeah. you're a gamist. Yeah, I just look at mobile. I don't even fucking play video games anymore. Exactly. I look at mobile games, I'm like, those are all just hot garbage. You don't even participate in a society. I know. <laughs> I'm just out. I'm just looking from afar, down my nose, saying, look at all these idiots. Look at all this hot garbage. <laughs> Elden Ring, dumb. Mobile games, <laughs> dumb. Just say mocking the whole thing. <laughs> games themselves, dumb. Why dumb. am I on this podcast, dumb? Nintendo, dumb. <laughs> well, that's, that's been true of you for a while, though. Uh, the... Uh, I, I, it's a great segue, and I'd move you right into it, but I have to stop you for a second. Yeah, go for so it. So I'll go back, and I'll, re, I'll refresh that myself with that own statement. Yeah, cool. When I said, you got to see if it'll stick, Yeah, it, it triggered a memory in my head from this morning, or from this afternoon. Okay. Went to lunch, right? Yeah, went to lunch. Uh, Hannaford. Hannaford. Picking up stuff and leaving. Yeah. What I do every day. Go in, cash now. Now, near the shelf, the, the shelf checkout, near the self-checkout is this display the typical uh take cut the right part of the cardboard it just boom display yep the display is uh like camping campfire sticks for s'mores okay like you know little forks and whatever yeah and so it's a you know it's a i don't know four foot tall box or whatever right and i don't notice it initially as i as i go in i turn around to uh, I talked to my buddy who's finishing checking out, and I see the sign behind him. On the side of the box, their catchphrase slogan area. What do you think it said? I, I can't even imagine. It said, make it a hot and sticky summer. Sex sells. And I was like, <laughs> that is a, that, no. Hot and sticky. Which yeah. is great if you're with a woman, but it sucks when you're in the jungle. <laughs> it's hot and wet actually it's a good yeah, the, Vietnam the, quote yeah. in case you were curious <laughs> uh, I shouldn't be allowed to talk really but I mean let's be clear you do hate Nintendo I do hate Nintendo and that's why I'm going to tell you about the contractors for Nintendo of America because <laughs> they have described a growing sense of discontent Due to the disparity between how the company treats themselves and its full-time workers. I don't know what the emphasis is here. I don't know either. Uh, all right, let me start over here. Contractors uh, for Nintendo of America have described a growing sense of discontent due to the disparity between how the company treats themselves and its full-time workers, according to an IGN report. For example, the publisher is reportedly reluctant to convert and or hire full-time staffers, which has resulted in no clear career path for contractors to become NOA employees. 
and led to increased turnover for contractors as well. The report has multiple examples of further or of unfair or bad faith examples. So check it out if you would like to further lose hope in uh, humanity. Won't go into detail. Yeah, you know, it's just more. Just more of the same. Yeah, just, just, <laughs> just more. More, more, more. What are you doing over there? Charging phones? I know. I'm slowing us down. Slowing you down. I was reading a whole story. You could have done this in the middle. I was trying to follow along. Because I didn't want to speak out of turn. Oh. Matthew. But at the same time. It's interesting. I am of two minds there's, Because there's no way they're the only company doing this. Yeah, it's true. It's just, it's weird. It's weird. I don't get this, like... Give me the two minds. What, what do you got? What's mine? Mind one. I don't understand what the reasoning here is on Nintendo's side. Like, if you have... You, all right, you hire a contractor, they get up to speed, they become skilled with whatever it is your system of doing things is. Wouldn't you want to take that molded employee a contractor i guess because there is a difference molded talent skill and then make it f- permanent so that you don't have to re you know reinvest that how much do i have to pay that person i don't know i would assume i always assume that you end up paying contractors more than you would end up paying employees but the back end of that is the benefits i'm sure is where it gets weird potentially uh, the other mind I am you of have to is... ship everybody to Nintendo Land once a year. It's like a thing. <laughs> you gotta you implant that, that you, fucking if, Mario if you, chip in their head. If you cut that number in half, uh, everybody gets outfitted with which one of their four choices for costumes each year for Halloween. Yeah. Mario, Luigi, Wario, and Peach. Those are the only ones that you recognize. Uh, and the other side of that is, um... You know, if you want to work for Nintendo, get hired at Nintendo. Don't take the contractor job, you know? like. But, you know, sometimes it's the old I need a way in, you know? Yeah, they, no. they have that whole got to kick the door down method. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's I don't know. So the, the key is to make it so they can't get rid of you. So multiple contractor jobs yourself to the point where you're so ingrained that if you leave, they're screwed. Yeah, but then you end up like fucking, what's Fred in the basement? Frank. Frank. The basement of Bethesda. Yeah, Frank. Yeah, but see, he loved that. That's the difference. He wasn't trying. The other, he loved it, and then he tried to leave. That was the difference. It wasn't that he wanted to stay. He tried to leave, and they actively told him, no, you are the (laughs) creation engine. (laughs) You are the creation engine. And then they and hooked Todd a bunch of electrodes st- to his brains. Yeah, Todd Howard was standing there with two jumper cables, just like, yeah. Yeah, getting ready to pinch some nipples. You know what I mean? Well, zap, zap. <laughs> we have five issues. Issues. Ugh, this is not a kid-friendly podcast. I don't think I have ever marked it as that. I don't think so, and it's a good idea that we haven't <laughs> ever. Usually because sometimes how I open it would immediately <laughs> immediately not allow us to do that. Uh, number six, Ubisoft has taken the remake of Prince of Persia, The Sands of Time, away from its Ubisoft Pune and Ubisoft Mumbai Studios. Is that Pune? 
<laughs> it might be. No accent, so I'm just going with Poon. With... <laughs> With work on the game to be led by Ubisoft Montreal going forward, quote, this decision is an important step and the team building upon the work achieved by Ubisoft Poon <laughs> and Ubisoft Mumbai will now take the time they need to regroup on the scope of the game to deliver you the best experienced what? best experience for this remake of an all-time classic when it's ready. So I I read this statement when it came out. Yeah. And I'm like confused because they said we're taking it away from them to give it to Montreal. And then in the same statement they say where they will now take the time to regroup on the scope and then deliver you the game. And I'm like, wait. Did you take it away, hand it to Montreal? Montreal looked at it and went, oh, fuck no. And then hand it back. Uh, Ubisoft cannot like Win, catch a break, do anything right. Yeah, yeah. Get bought by a redeeming company. God, can you imagine that E three announcement? Microsoft walks out during their Microsoft and Bethesda press conference and goes, "By the way, we added a third part to this press conference they didn't know of." Microsoft bought Ubisoft, and then Eve Gimol comes out and he's like, "I am layout." Uh, we actually have a relevant thing coming up that's oh well, all right that. well never mind not what you'd want but it's what you know you'd expect i don't know what that means at this point <laughs> <laughs> related to ubisoft did, did they cancel skull uh, and bones <laughs> no because i wouldn't uh, expect it but it's what i want <laughs> uh, it's not what you want but it's what you'd expect oh skull and bones movie no it's not it's not game related it's ownership related Todd Howard. No. Think back to what they did with Vivendi. They rallied the families of the Guimont to rebuff them. Bingo, bango, bongo. But the last idea with them getting sold was that there was no Guimont left to take over. <laughs> they found a Guimont. <laughs> <laughs> Number seven. Don't make me read the French story. <laughs> I don't know. We'll see how it lands. FIFA 22 will see a test of cross-play functionality in the near future between players on the PS5, Xbox Series, and Google's cloud gaming service, Stadia. Uh, cross-play will God, be... That still exists. <laughs> no, I'm surprised. They haven't we haven't had to yet. say Google Stadia in a long time, comrade. It's, it's bizarre. Google Actually, it's probably... probably a good thing because that's the issue. Stadia has been at war. Yeah, Maybe. <laughs> Stadia invaded <laughs> Ukraine. Okay, it's Russian now. It was always Russian. Go- Stadia. I'm that confused was whole- now because Go- you would have thought that Google would have killed this by now, and it looked like they were going to kill it. I listen. I thought the same thing about Google Play until they eventually came to their senses seven yeah. years too late. Yeah. Listen, there's a Frank for Bethesda. There's a Frank for Google. The only person keeping it alive. <laughs> Uh, where was I? Crossplay will be limited to online seasons and online friendlies game modes. EA says it's limiting crossplay to these modes in an attempt to limit the chance of the feature introducing new issues to the game. Oh, Jesus. That's it. FIFA 22. It's a thing. So the, the crossplay across consoles makes sense and that should be easy to achieve. 
because I don't see why you would actually have an issue there. Yeah. The Stadia one is the issue because then you run late, into latency and everything Yeah, else. latency is going to be a problem. Uh, so I'd rather them just say, hey, we're going to put cross-play in for the consoles and uh, Stadia, screw you. If you have it locally on your on your PC, go for it. But otherwise, no. Yeah, you can like enable it and disable it and all that nonsense. And there's they have yeah, like t- an typical. identifier, like when you are in a crossplay game, you know, because there's some. Yeah, they just probably the put the little Xbox symbol, like Fortnite, yeah. or the little PlayStation One, or a, or a keyboard mouse, because you know that's the universal symbol for not a controller. All right, number eight, Hangar Thirteen founder, president, and chief creative officer. What are you just giving yourself so many hats, man? Come on. Chief Creative Officer Hayden Blackman is stepping down from his position to pursue his passion in a new endeavor. Tangentially related, Kotaku is reporting that work has begun on a Mafia 4 project codenamed Nero. According to the anonymous sources, the game will be a prequel made with Unreal Engine 5. A lot of Unreal 5 engine... Unreal Engine 5. A little swappy there. A little dyslexia. Yup. Broken brain. Bad brain. Um, Sad nobody else knows the bad brain reference, so I'll say it at work sometimes to somebody, and they're like, bad brain. Huh? I'm like, all right, never mind. Bad brain. Yeah, a lot of of five things. There was something else that was just on Steam. I can't remember what the name of the game was. There's a whole slew of shit coming in the short section. Oh, right. Well, never mind. Oh, actually, there it was right there. Yeah, that's the one. The one that just got delayed to 2023. (gasps) Because it was doing the swap to Unreal 5. Um. Good, yeah. That they're they're all making the the move and and going for trying to actually be current gen. Yeah, I'm uh, wondering if like I mean I haven't messed with the demos, the Unreal uh, Unreal Engine five demos yet. Neither have I. Uh, but everyone's like raves about them. Yeah, and every time it comes up, everyone's like, "You really gotta try it out." Like I think the Matrix ones, the one. That yeah, Matrix ones was a big one. But every time I see stuff come out of Unreal five, I'm like, "Ooh, pretty." Yeah. Now, if I was a dev and understood how to do anything in it, I'd be like, ooh, yeah, pretty. Unlimited power. Yeah, basically. To me, I'm next, right? I would develop in a black hoodie that came over my eyes, and I'd probably look like Palpatine by the end of the week. It's the beginning of the week for me. I always look like Palpatine. I start as Anakin. Palpatoons. And then by the end, <laughs> you that torso light bright ears? <laughs> Uh, have you seen those? Those Unreal Five, Unreal Engine Five, fucking. You could just say Unreal Five and stop there. I know, I could, but you could say U Five if you wanted to be a real asshole. U E Five. Ooh, dumb. Way. If someone made like little animated shorts in Unreal Engine Five. Uh, that are Star Wars related, and they're one of them's like Palpatoons, and it's like a stormtrooper listening to music in his in his helmet. And he's like Palpatoons play something. Oh, nice. Anyway, I want to see them just remake the uh, robot chicken skits. That's what they look. They're basically robot chicken skits. Yeah, I just want to see those in Unreal Five, where it's just, what do you mean you? They blew up the Death Star. <laughs> what do you mean they blew? <laughs> uh. Well, I don't know. Use that torso light bright of yours and get some. <laughs> get some Did you see light. the Kenobi trailer? The new Kenobi no, trailer? No. Ah, you suck. I saw, I think, the the 
Speaking of torso light bright, the like cliffhanger part where I don't know if it's a cliff, if it's a cliffhanger. It sounded like the comment I read made it sound like it was edited to be a cliffhanger when the guy basically asked, "Oh, you mean like you trained his father?" And they're like, "Oh, oh there's only one thing we need to see, and it's how does Obi Wan come back from this absolute banger of a put down?" I just died. That's cool. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that was pretty good. Uh, there's a there's a couple of good good shots in that in that trailer. I don't I don't know. What are you having? I just love it. Uh, can I get a turkey club? Yeah, no, 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 ma'am. All right, hold on. Vader's on the other line. He's crying like a little girl. <laughs> oh, Padme. <laughs> Uh, oh my god, what happened to me? I'm going to watch all those now after this because they're just so good. I like the Space Worms one. Where like the worm comes out and tries to snatch Millennium Falcon and the two worms start talking to each other. And oh. it's, like, it's like, I don't know, I'm having a bad week. He's like, do you want to get Chinese? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I love that one. Alright, number nine. Embracer Group is set to acquire... Three major Western studios from Japanese publisher Square Enix, uh, as well as its biggest Western-developed intellectual property. Uh, Crystal Dynamics, Edios Montreal, Square Enix Montreal, will be part of the growing publisher along with 1,100 staff across the three developers spread across eight locations around the world. Around the world, around, around the, the world. world. Uh, <laughs> the deal cost Embracer. <laughs> why, why, why <laughs> I don't know what's going on right now. Is that daft? Uh, yeah. The deal cost Embracer $300 million and is expected to close between July and September of this year. As part of the deal, Embracer is also purchasing uh, the Tomb Raider. Uh, Deus Ex, Thief, and Legacy of Kane franchises, as well as more than 50 back catalog titles. According to Embracer's announcement, 88 million Tomb Raider games have been sold to date, as well as 12 million Deus Ex titles. That's interesting. Man, if you want a comparison about what is popular. <laughs> well, not the to be fair, with... how many Deus Ex games are there? Two or three? Three. Three? Yep. This Human just... Revolution divided and the first one. The first one I definitely didn't play. I think I played one of the newer ones, and that's it. I don't know. Whatever. Doesn't matter. But there's like 800 Tomb Raider games. I think Divided was the most recent one at three. All right. Some random tidbits semi-related to this news. Uh, EDOS Montreal has adopted Unreal Engine 5 over its in-house tools for its future development. Woo! The initiative has confirmed that Crystal Dynamics will keep acting as co-developer on Microsoft's upcoming Perfect Dark reboot. Heard that's going great. Jeff Grubb said that Sony acquiring Square Enix was the big rumor. He's referring to a couple weeks ago when people were saying that Sony has a big acquisition in the works. Ha ha ha, suck it. Although people are still saying that like, oh, you know, now that Square Enix is slimmed down, Sony might buy them. And they're like, yeah, but what do they have that like... I feel like... Final Fantasy, yeah, like they they have five, that's it. Near all the all the all the uh, Eastern shit, basically all the Japanime games. Yeah, Ugh. 
Uh, where was I? Oh, yeah. Square Enix said it aims to focus on blockchain, AI, and cloud from now on. Square Enix will also continue publishing Western franchises such as Just Cause, Outriders. There you go. There you go. And Life is Strange. There you go. Three other things. Nothing. is. It's not worth it. How dare you put Just Cause down like that? Not worth it. They could make a fifth one. Not worth it. What do you think sold more copies? Just Cause games or Deus Ex games? Uh, I mean, I would four, go Just it's Cause. Four, four it's Just Causes to three Deus Exes. I would go Just Cause. I don't have an answer. I'm just curious. What the fuck? My guess would have also been Just Cause. But the deal, the question would be really... Life is Strange is the... Oh, that that wins. No, but the the question is actually... That is just copies sold. Mm-hmm. I'd want to know profit. Because Just Cause flies up in a Steam sale all the time. Yeah. So is Deus Ex sometimes too. But it's like... Five million is not the same five million, if you know what I mean. Yeah, it's the old... Uh... Days Gone? Good job. Yep. Couldn't remember the name of it. Yeah. Weird, right? It sold so well. Oof. Too soon? Not soon enough. Okay. There it is, folks. Now for the name here for Whoa. Number one. <laughs> now for questionable things we didn't write full paragraphs on. Number one. Summer Games Fest is slipping neatly into E3's time slot. <laughs> Who'd have thought? Who just saw that coming, huh? It'll begin on June 9th at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific, with a live show hosted by none other than Jeff Keighley. What is June 9th? Thursday? I am not a... What's the word? Oh, there's there's a name for the people who are obsessed with calendars. I can't remember what it is. Uh, but I'm not one of those people. Data Maniac. June no. 9th is a Thursday. That was just. I'm like not. A, that I'm was not a, saying I'm good, but because I'm a genie, I don't know how I'm gonna get there. You that was an educated guess. It was because I had a conversation with my D and D group uh, last weekend about what weekend what was, and I remembered that I believe it was third fourth is the Friday is the Saturday Sunday. So I just was like guessing quick math. You it's, still do D and I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> I don't. Okay. I don't want to anymore. <laughs> I feel like that's the story of your life. Every time you talk about something, you're like I don't want to do it anymore, but you still do it for like three years. You got raiding with these weird guilds. It's, listen, you got listen. Hold on. You got volleyball. Now, you're like I don't want to play with these people. You got fucking like you got D and D. The fuck, man! <laughs> <laughs> you need to blow me up like that. <laughs> I, just, I just got attacked. Uh, fucking number two. That being said, you want to take a day off and watch it? Yeah, for sure. Take half day off anyway. Oh, yeah, yeah. I got time. <laughs> I got time. I got time. I got time. I got time. Time's all I got these days. <laughs> no, just take a half day. Be out at noon. Grab lunch and. Listen to our boy Keely. Yeah, sure. Why not? What else are we gonna do? And we get really excited work? about weird things, and we're just like, I don't know why you're excited about that. Like, oh, really oh about man, this. you're like, you wouldn't believe the VR adventure of Sam and Max. What? Okay. 
<laughs> Weird flex, Jeff. None of us remember it. Number two, Game Workers Unite is set to become Australia's first games industry union group and will rebrand itself to Game Workers Australia. You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Cool beans. All right. Wasn't sure there was more to that. Not really. Just, you know, unions. Australia. Games. Australia. Good eye, mate. Chips on the bobby. <laughs> Steve, no. Oh. <laughs> Was he Australian? I don't remember. One of my favorite videos, the guy punching the kangaroo, attacking his dog. Oh, yeah, that is a good one. Kangaroo's yeah. got him in a headlock, and yep. he's like, sup. Oh, you hit me. Oh. You know what? Dude, like, punches him. <laughs> the king really like, squares up. Like, what the fuck is that? Yeah, he just kind of has like that. Okay. All right. Fine. You win. <laughs> not. Th- I'm not doing this today. Take your meat sack. Number three. The Guimont family is considering a partnership with a private equity firm to acquire Ubisoft from potential buyers. <laughs> they on the déjà vu. Because they're running the company so well right now. Crushing it. Oh, man. So, number four, Stray, an upcoming game from Annapurna, <laughs> where you play as a cat, will now be released in summer 2022 instead of early 2022. I, 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 oh, I realized it way too late, so I was just going to stick with the, the Tabra that I had. Uh, Stray was one of the one of the many cat based games that when it got announced we were hyped for. <laughs> oh yeah, because I'm pretty sure that's the one with like the robots. 
Uh, the cats were in the book bag. Yeah, yeah walking yep. through, and it was like the robot. Yep. It's like cyberpunk yeah. kind of dystopian. And it's Annapurna, so you know it's going to be good. Yeah. Number five, the day before an open world survival MMO in development by Fantastic will be released on March 1st, 2023, instead of June 21st, 2022, due to the game switching to Unreal 5. That's the one I was talking about. It's currently like one of the most wishlisted or whatever games on Steam. Yeah, like most highly anticipated. Some yeah, shit. something like that. It looks like The Division. It does. I watched it. I want. I I thought that was the which game, is, which would be funnier because it's called the day before. And when you think about the story of the division, it's like the day before. And yeah, you, you guys get it. <laughs> <laughs> I I thought that was the game, but I I like Googled it to double check, and then I was watching the video, and I'm like, this looks so much like the division, like, which it's insane. Which to be fair though, for us, that's a good thing. Oh yeah, I mean it. It looks like the division. And then it immediately cuts to them in, in trucks four-wheeling. And I'm like, what? Yeah, and then there's just that moment where we're like, man, the Division in an actual full-scale MMO? I'm listening. Yeah, that's... And Unreal now they're switching five, on. I'm yeah. listening. Give me that 40 series RTX card. I'm listening. Right, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> <laughs> I know what color is the dragon. I'm aware. <laughs> Number six, Avowed. The fantasy RPG being made by Obsidian looks to be making use of Unreal 5 based on their lead VFX's LinkedIn. Number seven. Yeah, just another one. Intel CEO Pat Gelsinger has said that he expects the ongoing semiconductor shortage to last until 2024. Quote, Part of the reason that we believe the overall semiconductor shortage will now drift into 2024 from our earlier estimates in 2023. Just because the shortages have now hit equipment and some of those factory ramp-ups will be more challenged, end quote. That is a horrible quote. Yeah, I don't like when they quote uh, it logistically, like CEOs because they're they're talking like they're in a conversation. So when you actually quote it, yeah. it doesn't make any sense. Yeah. You know what I mean? I know what he means. Yeah. But it's like, when you read it out, you're like, wait, that just doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Robert Razor Guy Krakoff, the co-founder and former president of gaming hardware company Razor, died last week at the age of 81. He was behind the first ever gaming mouse, the Razor Boomslang, which came out in 1999. Razor's got an interesting history. You should read about it sometime. Uh... I kind of assumed I came to that assumption after <clears throat> the story you just read, and then the next one as well. Well, the next one is that Razor is going to delist from the Hong Kong Stock Exchange and go private after ninety-five percent of their shareholders agreed to the move. They've been publicly traded since twenty seventeen. In the article I was reading, it listed a uh, I'm assuming a uh, Hong Kong native or a Chinese person or whatever. And it said that person is the founder, too. And I was like, okay. Um, I can't. Oh, I'm going to butcher his name. Min Liang Tang? Yeah, it's, it is a three-part name, and I'm not yeah. sure what it is. I, I believe the initials are MLT. That sounds right. Um, yeah, he's he's always been. Him and uh, Robert, like, founded it together. But there's more history than that, like of them getting the name and doing all this other stuff because they technically like bought it i believe from somebody else oh uh, okay it's the whole thing 
I had to look up the Razor Boom Slang, and then I looked it up, and I was like, oh, yeah, that mouse. Yeah, <laughs> like, fatality. Yeah. That's also also the beginning of that nightmare. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Still to this day, his name is on fucking motherboards and shit. Really? Yeah, you can still find, like, fatality versions. Some, I don't know why companies are still doing it, because anybody that buys a fatality thing, I just laugh at them. So ridiculous, but and this it might not be true anymore. But I could have sworn when I was looking for my motherboard when I was doing that build, so twenty fifteen or seventeen, I was coming across fatality board still. The like nostalgia bug starting to hit, and like I just kind of want to get old shit. Oh. Like I saw the Razer Boomslang mouse, and I was like, oh, that'd be kind of cool to have one of those. <laughs> like I'm like, oh, what the fuck's wrong with me? Uh, Number 10, EVE Online is getting Excel spreadsheet support with the help of Microsoft in order to, quote, help players access and calculate everything from profit margins to battle strategy, end quote. If you didn't believe us when we said it is spreadsheet simulator, they are literally putting O365 into the game. I Can you imagine you come home from work, right? You come, <laughs> that's what I was going to say. It was like, <laughs> this sounds like work. <laughs> you come home from work, you're... Make it the make it worse. You're an accountant, and you come home and you're like, "Oh man, I'm just gonna play some Eve." And then you open up Eve and you log into your SharePoint, and <laughs> you're like, "Oh, let me check my web ma- my Eve webmail." And then, oh, I gotta start doing this number crunching, and you start doing your own Excel workbooks inside of Eve. Got that big offensive coming along. I gotta crunch my resources and get the guilt. Like it's like, oh, I gotta make, God. I gotta make sure and you just pull out an abacus because you're an <laughs> asshole. <laughs> And you look like the fucking dwarves in every fantasy goddamn novel. It's just like, uh, that'll be 34 in gold ingots. Uh, I don't know what Eve trades in. <laughs> I don't know either. They did. I think they they either are going to very soon bump up their subscription fee. They haven't. They haven't bumped well, it yeah, up. Well, yeah, they're going like... to have to include Excel now. <laughs> you got to get that free. You got to get a yearly subscription. <laughs> yeah. okay. You imagine if it would be che- what do you what do you think it would be? Would it be cheaper to have <laughs> Eve <laughs> Eve with Excel in other potentially other office apps or just the yearly subscription to the O three sixty five suite online? <laughs> <laughs> there you go. There's a workaround for you. Or do you just if you get the O three sixty five, do you just get Eve for free? <laughs> Honestly, let me just subscribe to Microsoft. Give me O three sixty five. I can't wait. Give for me the... Game Pass, and then now give me Eve. <laughs> I can't wait for the stories that are going to come out that relate to this now, though, of like just the absurdity, like, like oh, a big battle happened in Eve, and now three billion dollars in real world money. Gone. It's like what the fuck? What was the last one? Hundred thousand dollars went missing. It was like some stupid... or like got destroyed technically between the battles. Yeah. So I would I would love to see. A war end. Say it's three billion, three billion US has just got blown in Eve, and somebody drops their spreadsheet at the same time that they're like, "Well, this doesn't matter anymore because I, you know, whatever." And they just drop your spread, their spreadsheet, and you're just staring at it like, "This person would have been the greatest accountant I've ever seen." How <laughs> it's like three hundred tabs on the bottom, and it's just like it's... yeah, all relationals, and you're just like. I... To the point where, like, you're you're at page 150, still unsure what they were calculating. 
You're like, I don't even, I don't even know what you're trying to get to yet. You're still just transferring <laughs> items. Uh, what a, what page a 301 is just the battle strategy that says win, and you're like, what do you, come on! <laughs> you get to the end, win. What? Number 11, Xbox and Epic have partnered to make Fortnite available on Microsoft's cloud gaming service via a browser. This will allow iPhone and iPad users access to Fortnite for the first time since the title was banned from the Apple App Store in 2020. Because fuck you, Apple! (laughs) You think we won't find a way around you? Watch this, legal. Suck it. (laughs) Suck it, bitch. I I do love that after they, they tried to pull all the suing out they could. And it's still technically being contested. It wasn't ever finished. No. Because they were going to Court of Appeals and stuff. Yep. But still instead, Epic and Microsoft went, yo, you just want to throw it in the in a browser and like literally they can't touch us. Yeah. Uh, what do you mean they can't so touch us? So I wonder if they're gonna they do can. that. Then because then they would Couldn't have to they block do that for it. the Steam Deck too then? Yeah. Because that was the whole thing was Fortnite not being on the Steam Deck because of anti cheat. They they could, but they would it would be a little weird. Because the issue there is that they might. So yes, I think you could do it, but no, there still potentially would be the issue, because iPhones and whatever are still going to run OS mm-hmm. iOS. Yeah. So you'd still have you'd still have a version control that you know was running. Where the worry was if people, because you could just redo whatever you wanted on the Steam Deck. Yeah. So people were running like their own kernels and stuff, and that yeah. was where the issue was. Yeah. So would they, could they? Potentially. Would they? Probably not. But it is an interesting idea. Uh, yeah. Apparently they, uh, the um, the umpire from the other day apologized. Yeah, apologized. which the apology was weird. Uh, I I can't imagine. It, it he just frames it better with like it, he could have framed it better at the end where he's like, you know, I'll I'll be better and whatever. But I just I wanted the end of it like just to do that and then just at the same time go. It no hard feelings against Mad Public. I don't have an issue with him or anything. Like I I wanted that. Like yeah, like come out and say that you're you're sorry to him for acting that way not that you don't have to be sorry you ejected him just be like i need to conduct myself better next time i see you like we'll have a conversation or something like just would have been a a cool part of it yeah i'm sure some people would have been angry because they'd be like well cool so you still like i'm sure they probably are anyway like, oh, well, you can't take back the ejection, so eh, your apology means nothing. But it's like, if you actually address it and say, like, I let the moment get the better of me, yada, yada, like, you can have a more human reaction to it. And instead of giving a man a hand massage while staring him directly in the eyes, like the creepiest person I've seen in a while, and then throw him out of the game. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I don't like this whole... It's a slippery slope because a lot of the umpire stuff recently has been the umpires having more personality and more emotional reactions to what's happening on field. And then it's like kind of you just it's like throwing a fucking monkey wrench in the whole thing now because it's like, all right, so like this dude's going to 
you could these guys could go off at any moment, fuck the whole thing up. Like, Did you hear the um, the call in that John Boy had with on uh, the Rich Eisen show? No. So Rich Eisen, sports guy, yeah, radio show. Uh, he had John Boy on, and they were talking about like umpires this year and stuff like that, and. All of John Boy's stuff was was references to things that had already been said. So he, he didn't say anything like new or whatever. Okay. But it was he was referencing uh, on the first or second showing of the Michael Caine A Rod show on Sunday night. Mm-hmm. They were discussing like what would A Rod do if he was commissioner for a day type of thing. Yeah, I saw. And some he of said this he stuff. was gonna he would make it shorter and fatter for the strike zone instead of taller and skinnier. Yeah. So you'd get those outside calls a little bit more. And that was what uh, Theo Epstein, who is now in the commissioner's office, former uh, GM of the Red Sox and the Cubs, known for curse breaking because he pulled them both for World Series. Yeah. Which is insane when you think about it. But he's in the commissioner's office now. And that was one of the things he was talking about was potentially trying to make the strike zone wider and yada, yada. Uh, and then it was six, seven, three score. I can't remember what the name of the the thing he referenced was. Something something score maybe. Uh, basically, Joe West was on a on a podcast. Joe West, former umpire, yeah. um, and said had said he had asked Angel Hernandez after that night that Schwarber had the blow up where he was doing the whole out here, out here, up here, screwed them over, screwed us over, everything like that whole that whole <laughs> that display. Um, said he that Joe West said he asked. Angel, what MLB gave him as a grade for that game, because they're apparently they're graded out of like a hundred uh, hundred point scale. Or, yeah, I don't know if it's a hundred point scale, but it was a hundred out of a hundred percent. And they, I believe, he said he gave him a ninety eight. And everybody's like, "There's no, there's what scale are you grading on?" Because there's no way that game was a ninety eight. Yeah, and that was feeding into well, is there now a chance that? The, what MLB is grading on is what somebody like Theo and A-Rod have said, where they're going to make it ha ha ha, it's shorter and fatter. But they've told the umpire, or they're grading the umpires on that without actually telling them potentially. Mm-hmm. But also, that means they haven't told the teams that are competing in the sport that they're running, which would also be bullshit. Which sounds exactly like what they do based on all the ball stuff. Yeah. So it and was just it was stuff. just some interesting com- uh, conspiracy stuff. Hey man, have a hot and sticky summer. But it was. Uh, <laughs> Callback. Okay, that's what I do. It it was just an interesting like anecdotal thing because I do think there have been I would have, I'd have to see the actual statistics to say, to back it up, but I feel like there have been a lot more outside calls or or like off the plate calls. I should say inside outside than there have high low in favor of a strike. I should say. Or does Fox or whoever have their their little strike zone thing not I, correct at all? I don't like because it's not a it's not a hundred percent like that is not the strike zone that MLB is using. Yeah, but it's if like that's, a guide. If still if that's the case, that's supposed to be the guide for the viewer at home. Yeah, so it's not you don't want everybody at home to just be thinking you're entirely wrong the entire time. Yeah, if you're telling them they did a ninety eight out of a hundred. I don't necessarily think the whole like wider strike zone would really help the problem either because no, it's just the, gonna... the idea for the wider strike zone is to get more balls in play type of thing. Like, yeah, 
now that one that's just off the but, plate is easier to get is like would make you want to slap hit a little bit more than having a ball at your shoulders consistently getting called a strike or whatever. Yeah, yeah, I get it. I mean, I, I kind of get it in one sense because you'd get more hits, but at the same time, like if you don't do other things, you're not it. like the, the people are still shifting, obviously. And like the, yeah, the well, way the game is played is the same. So the you're shift just is potentially going away next year with everything else. So like if you're, if you're just hitting more balls in the play, you're just going to have more outs. Yeah. I, I have my own issues with the way that they think they're going to solve things. Uh, and one one of them being robot umps, where um, again I agree, Jimmy on the same show brought up a point that I've had for a while, and I agree with him a hundred percent on it. But it was we're in favor of robot umps, but if the robot ump in the strike zone they're showing and everything else is still making everybody at the bar groan because a call is wrong, then we've wasted our time. Yeah, like it needs to be correct, not. Oh, like for sure can't happen for sure it needs to feel better that it can't feel the same it feels the same there's no point yeah yeah i feel like we need to get to the point where like i feel like the umpires should all be anonymous like you, you should never you should never know an umpire yeah you should never know an umpire and they should never be the deciding factor of a game really so like the only reason you should know an umpire is if you're one a player or two the guy's been around for 25 years yeah and that's only because he's just been around. So you've you've literally watched him age. Yeah. As long as you've been watching the sport, he's been there. You'd be like, that guy looks familiar. Who is he? And then you'd be like, oh, Joe West. But like most of the time, like a ba- you watch a basketball game and you don't even notice the referees there most of the time. No, I I know a couple of faces, but I don't know their names. And one of the most famous ones, uh, God, he retired in I don't know how many years ago now, but it was a guy by the name of Dick Pavetta. And Dick Pavetta was one of the, like, I've been around forever. Yeah. And to the point where he, they were having fun with it. Like, oh, he's just the old, he's the old guy hanging out, but like, he still did his job. But he, uh, at one all-star game, like raced Charles Barkley in a sprint down the court or whatever. Cause they were, Charles was mouthing off on the TNT, like post show of like, I could beat him in a foot race. <laughs> and so they had a whole, they just had a whole fun moment with it where it's like, you're not going to get. Instead, in baseball, you're getting it because the only way that they can make anything interesting about themselves is to throw somebody out of a game. Or Yeah. Yeah, it's frustrating. Again, it goes to part of it, I think, and I don't know if this is 100% true. We're so far away from video games at this point, but the the Twitter account Umpire Scorecards yeah, that uses a uh, like Python sample to pull the data in, and then grade umpires, um, not arbitrarily, but it's not an official thing at all. It's just yeah. a, a little pro, uh, little. It's basically actually a laptop that runs and just does it. But mm-hmm. the the cards you see come out from him, sure, though they're a good like kind of idea, but it's only ball strikes. It's not like safes or check mm-hmm. swings or whatever. The and it did have it's happened like maybe once this year and it's happened in a couple of years past where like an almost perfect card comes out and you'll have it kind of make the rounds a little bit, but it doesn't make enough of the rounds where when a bad thing happens, it's all over. But there needs to be the praise of the good as well. Yeah, I remember it happened once last year 
It, yeah, it was absolutely like he missed one call. Yeah, he missed. It was like a ninety nine percent or something like that yeah. accuracy. And I I remember it, it was like viral for like in the baseball world for like the week. And the, yeah, and that's where it's like that needs to get just like promoted. Like yeah, you, you I mean, missed one call. Yeah, yeah, that's, I was that's ridiculous. I, I was thinking about that. I can't remember where or why or whatever, but I was thinking about ways to like incentivize. Well, I mean, the problem is like they're not incentivized at all for good performances. No, so because they're also not punished for bad ones. Yeah, which is the biggest issue. Like, umpires should be able to, and I, I might, I'll catch flack for this. Should be able to be demoted the same way that players are for consistently bad performances. Like, I, you got to go back down to the AAA same until you thought figure it process out. because I was like, umping is almost. Like it's as skill based as the sport, so you like you almost should have the you umps have training. You do. You have a spring training. Umps go through a spring training. They should almost be training. Like, have you ever round. seen it? It's no. hysterical. It looks like a monk temple <laughs> because they're all in the same outfit, lined up on the field, making like out calls, like uniform out calls. So it's like you're at a monk temple with everybody. But are they actually their... like looking at balls in a strike zone and trying to like? No, actually... they're fa- they're practicing on form. It's just all form. And See, then... that's, that's that's like what the fuck is that? But then they put them. They'll put them like through games as well. Uh, but like the beginning of their stuff, like you know, hey, today's stretching day. Like no, hey, today is practicing your out call. All right, everybody, out call. All right, good deal. out call. All right, we're doing good. <laughs> Frankie, I like what you got over there. Look at Timmy though; he's got a little bit more of that oomph. You want to make sure nobody don't let anybody question you. A firm out call. <laughs> uh it's silly it's so silly our right, games video games are they a thing what are we doing here yeah what have you been doing up for the last seven days nothing i don't play video games anymore i hate my life uh <laughs> <laughs> it's all downhill for me <laughs> it is all downhill. let's see what did i do this week um i started this dumb diet workout thing i worked out one day i'm supposed to do it three days a week i went one day shredded my body said i'm a fucking idiot and then didn't haven't gone since um you go to a thing i went to a workout thing yeah oh yeah group thing yeah oh dangerous man it was i did not pace myself i didn't know what i was getting myself into i went in blind because like i went to the gym oh that the place i talked about and and snapchat with you and dewey the the training thing yeah, yeah, I just don't know if I knew where it was, but it doesn't matter. It, yeah, so basically, let me tell you, I have 5.30 a.m. That's when it started. Oh, God. Well, that's your first mistake. Well, I don't have time. Well, also, you're you're probably more of a morning person. I don't have time for this shit. So I, I went at 5.30 a.m. and I walked <laughs> like, in. I don't, didn't have, know. I don't have time for this shit. So 5.30 is when I decided. So like, I walk in, don't know what I'm supposed to do, don't know where I'm supposed to go, find where I'm supposed to go, find where I'm supposed to be. They start going through the workout, like, this is what we're doing, this is how we're going to do it. I'm like, okay. Were you the only new person? I think in that mo in that class I was definitely the only new person. Okay. I wasn't sure if it was like a They uh, changed the workouts though, so there is kind of like a like you know, you, you even if you're not new, you well, yeah, it's yeah, kind yeah. of you're, you're doing different stuff, but yeah. I mean like I wasn't sure if it was a like hey, this class is starting type of thing, so yeah. we're all showing up. Like sure you'd have some experienced people or whatever, but everybody's kind of like new to each other mm-hmm. or were you just like walking into a group that has already all been around each other? Basically that. And oh, the best part is, so this is being sponsored by uh the company I work for and they're paying they're paying for the employees to do this 6 weeks challenge. 
Oh, okay. Yeah, one of those. Uh, I go to this my first time going, and the only person who I recognize there is the president of the company. So <laughs> You start just flexing on him? No, he... Destroyed you? Oh, yeah. Oh, all right. Well, you got to... I, I mean, all these people had clearly been doing it prior. Gotcha, gotcha. Uh, so, long story short, I didn't pace myself because I wasn't sure what what this meant. Like, I didn't know, like, how long we are going to be doing things, you know, if there was going to be breaks, you know, whatever Ooh. it is. I know that I'm at a gym, I'm going to be working out, and it's 45 minutes long. That's all I know. All right, so I went into it, and did you bring your own hydration? I had water in the car. I didn't bring it into the building, which is fine. Didn't have time to drink it. Fair. <laughs> <laughs> so I didn't bring a towel, which I wish I had, because when I got out of my car, when I got home, my seat yeah, was it's drenched. Disgusting. Yeah, yeah. But uh, it was the whole time. I think the long we got one. I think two minute break at one point. The rest of the time it was a fifteen second break between each yeah. station. Yeah. Hit, and it, it's and, hit. Yeah, yeah. And the fifteen seconds obviously like that's your reset time between stations essentially. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's not really it's enough a, to if you had your own water with you, it's enough to move, get like a couple swigs and then you're going. Yeah. So like I got to the point where I mean it's five thirty in the morning. I obviously didn't eat breakfast, which worked out in my favor because if I had I up. guarantee you I would have thrown up. Yeah, that's why I, I had can't. to stop at one point because I almost started dry heaving. That's why I can't work out after I eat. Because so, I, I will run into that situation. So I killed myself on that and uh I you know I, I got new tires put on my car so that's fine. What day was that? That was Wednesday. Okay, so you just felt it hundred percent felt it Thursday. Thursday was yeah, I definitely I felt it Thursday. Um Thursday night was probably Thursday night in this this early morning and afternoon was probably the worst. Like and I have it now to where like I can't take a full step, full stride because my legs hurt so bad like <laughs> uh, I've take baby steps until I warm my legs up a little bit and then I can I can take a full stride. I mean, that also could just be because you're old. It's like I know my body enough to know that I, I, I shredded muscle at this point. Like it's it's that that knife feeling, like where someone you feel like someone nah, yeah, like yeah. took like a, a knife and just started you, scraping you, on your you your did legs too much. Yes, that. So that uh, I got new tires in my car, which was nice. Uh, uh, what else happened uh this week i was that's really it for me i mean it's been a thrilling week of nothing um you know maybe video nothing in pain come, nothing come, in pain will come along sometime some point in my life it'll come back we'll see what have you been up to if you love it you, you let gotta it go. let it go and it'll come it'll, it'll never come back that's true <laughs> that's why i never understood that saying it never comes back love is not a uh, boomerang Love is not a boomerang. I I turn on sometimes my it's a rubber band. You let go and it snaps you in the eye. Yeah, but that's if you're not. You know, you gotta, <laughs> yeah. you gotta be careful. <laughs> my computer desk is just getting filled with like more and more stuff. Like it's just like oh, so now now you're having to fight two obstacles. Oh yeah, time and it randomly getting covered. Yeah, everything's a mess. Uh, I don't have like free time. When I do have free time, it's like. 
that's not free time because obviously like it's an illusion of free time. yeah it's an illusion of free time because things need to be maintained you know like bottles need to be washed floors need to be like vacuumed you know i don't want to talk about that one all I'm that nonsense this house, i don't want to all that all that stupid nonsense uh so yeah that's my life um grass is greener tell me what you've been playing <laughs> well in terms of the grass being greener played a little bit of the show yep uh went out for a night this week which is the first time i've done that and wild i go work out kill myself nate goes out has a good time <laughs> perfectly <laughs> balanced that's all things should be <laughs> What what are we doing with our lives? I should I should have gone out and then worked out. <laughs> like I, I should I need to work out again, because uh, it's been a it's been a few days and I can feel myself not. I also need to shave. This is getting it's starting to irritate me. So it's gonna get trimmed up tonight. But um, no, I went I went out, I, I had to make up for Boston. Yeah, and not going out at all. Yeah, so I went out, had the pent up, and I had my time for the year, and I'm done now. I'm good. Cover my basis and I'll move on. One and done. I'm not saying I won't repeat the mistake. It wasn't a mistake. Well, it's it was not a mistake. I might repeat the event, but I'm not a sprint. I'm not in a sprint to do it now. I've satiated yeah. myself for months. So now it's just a yeah. just chill. Um and then World of Warcraft and the potential death of my guild. Let another me just one. double check real quick for a live update to see if it died. Another one bites the dust. Doesn't look like it died yet. Everyone's just waiting. <laughs> it is very much or like everyone's this... everyone's like doing server transfers and hunting for a new guild. Already. Yeah, it is. It is pretty close to like birds in the sky circling a corpse. Yeah. Or the old uh, lions catching the limped antelope, like. It's gonna, it's gonna die. Yeah, yeah. We'll wait. I don't want to work for it. Yeah, it'll happen, <laughs> and we'll just, we'll just wait. We'll just hang out under this tree. Wait till it collapses. Walk over. Yeah, have exactly. Dinner. So there's just some. Uh, it's not drama, but it's not drama in like the traditional sense. Yeah. But uh, I will be surprised if we have a guild by the end of the weekend. And I will be surprised again if we actually raid next week. At a cer- at a at a somewhat point, I don't mind having to take like a week off because I was getting I was getting annoyed. Yeah, I mean it's not fun when you gotta, but at the same time, like. We have to keep pushing, or else we will we will die just from stagnation. Yeah, exactly. The biggest death of it all for our type of group. Like, yeah. if we're not continuing to push, there's no point in us playing because we like the challenge. We like going. Gonna have to brush off that old resume. Doesn't have a lot of dust on Here it. Here we go. <laughs> Here we go again. It's just going to be me sprinting on all my alts to get four piece and two two legendaries. So that way I can just be like, listen, I know my Boomkin's not flavor of the month. I know it does less damage than every other class in the game. I have other things. (laughs) (laughs) 
I have options. Yeah. That's where we're at. Crazy. So I'm just, it's just been a fun time of like, we didn't raid last night uh, due to th- a couple things. People either being late or out or whatever. Um, I was ready to raid on four hours of sleep. Put my body on the line. Sacrifice. Let's be yeah, clear. So if you, you know, you want a dedicated player. Hey, and you're <laughs> not a piece of shit guild. Um, am I'm I allowed just to be asking picky? for a small rehoming am I allowed, fee. Am I allowed to be picky at this point? Uh, the <laughs> like for me, four hours of sleep and, you know, sleep deprivation to an extent probably. But that's not that won't stop me from raiding technically. Now, I have taken pre-raid naps that have ended up with me sleeping until halfway through a raid. That's different. <laughs> um, but I've usually, <laughs> I've since stopped that for the most part. Uh, but I was worried about that occurring uh, Thursday. But I was like, all right, I'll 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 just play on no sleep and get through it. And then when I found out more people were going to be late or whatever that was going to stop us in Mythic, I was like, all right, well, if we're going to do Heroic, I'm going to just go to sleep. Yeah. And then I ended up talking to some of the officers for, till. 11 anyway so i the entire raid time <laughs> classic but yeah it'll be uh it'll be an interesting interesting shindig to watch deja vu i've been in this place before yeah yeah thought hey man it's what it is you know someday this one's different than the other one, though. Someday you'll be in a the, steady, non-toxic relationship. The I, I'll be in a non-toxic, non-relationship, potentially. The, the first one was a mutiny. That was done by design. That was a known leaving to... We were leaving to form a new guild. So that was a little different. The... When that one died, that was just stagnation people falling off not playing anymore cool i'm the only one logging in we're down to three people i'm not plugging this is too much work and it's gone (laughs) so then i hunted and then when i hunted and i found the group i'm with now two two weeks three weeks after i found them they decided to stop raiding so then i went hunting again to find temporary homes and I made more progress. And then I came back to go with these guys for this tier, thinking, all right, new tier, everybody will be here, it'll all be good. And now a month and a half, two and a half months into this tier, this one might be not just done raiding, but done gilding. So Square one. Am, am I the baddie? <laughs> Am I the drama? But yeah, we'll see. But that's all I got. Anything else? I don't have anything. Alrighty. That means it's been seven days and it will be another seven before you hear us again. Bye-bye. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. 
That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM.